Devo Podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 18. So, uh, great story. A friend of mine uh, gave me, uh, kind of texted me a picture last week of him on his back patio. And uh, he just said, hey, listen, I think I found my sanctuary. And then we started texting back and forth. And he was letting me know that he was watching a hummingbird. And I was so excited about that. And he was telling me that, hey, he, he didn't, never had never seen a hummingbird land. So just for the record, hummingbirds do eventually land. But I guess the... Uh, I guess the false conception out there is that hummingbirds don't. But until you sit down and actually watch them for a period of time, you would never know that. So he told me, like, I'm just out there and I'm watching this hummingbird kind of zip around. And I watched him land and I thought, oh, my gosh, I've never noticed that before. I think that is so cool. So find yourself a place to sit. Be calm, be quiet, maybe watch some birds or some other thing that would cause you to kind of slow down a little bit. You know what? I've noticed at 5.30 in the morning, or now I'm getting up around 5, but normally it was 5 until the time changed. But at 5 in the morning, if you look to the north, you will see the Big Dipper. And then you will also see um, the North Star. Like, and if you just watch those stars for a period of time, what I've noticed, here's the, my new crazy thing. I, you can, every once in a while, you watch satellites. You can watch satellites and they just kind of zoom by over there. That's kind of freaky, but really cool. Uh, I had never noticed satellites before, but now that I just sit down, I'm kind of watching the, the Big Dipper and the North Star, and I, I'm starting to notice that kind of stuff. So, Whatever it is, all it is, slowing down, seeing the world around you has been so cool. When my kids were uh, little, they, they went to this school, and this school was, you know, they're trying to help these kids, you know, figure out how to be well-behaved and how to do the right things, and they're trying to teach them all these really great, you know, kind of things about growing up. And one of the things that they had implemented was this idea uh, that was called kachas, and the idea behind kacha was like this is if they caught you doing something really, really cool, uh, they would give you this piece of paper and it was called a kacha. And the kacha was like kacha doing something great or kacha being honest or kacha helping somebody at school. And then you could kind of turn those in and get like an eraser or something like this. The kids at the school loved it. My kids loved it especially, except that it turned into a little bit of chaos because it became about everything. And then they went from like, you know, truly trying to be good citizens and do the right things to all of a sudden they want kachas for everything. And so they're coming home and they're like, dad, you know, I got a kacha for uh, for picking up a piece of trash off the ground. And I think they're coming to me and they were looking for me to go, wow, buddy, that's so amazing. I am so proud of you. But because uh, I'm emotionally void, I'm just kidding. Uh, but because, I mean, we're tough. We, we live in kind of a, a tough home. You know, we're like, Okay, you know, and but it was like every day they're showing up with a new one and they want me to go, I'm so proud of you. Wow, look at you being a good citizen. But I was like, that's it? That's all you did? Are you kidding me? You know, you told an, another kid, like, way to go or I don't know, whatever. I, I'm sure it was a multitude of things. What, you 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 swung really good on a swing set? Um, way to go, you know. So it just became this thing there. It, it kind of lost its meaning because it became more about getting a 
prize, then it became about actually being a good citizen, actually be doing something kind and thinking of other people. It became more about, I want a racer, and I really want my mom and dad to tell me, wow, aren't you amazing? Wow, you are the best thing that has ever happened to this world, which Patty and I have never said to our children. I'm sorry. Uh, but what I realized is we're, we're not much different, right? Like we're looking at, you know, for me, I look at my wife and I go, hey, did you, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I did the dishes. Did you see that? Did you see that? You know, and inside of my brain, if I'm honest, I'm going, what's my reward? You know, what's my reward? Right? For kids, kids are like, did you see me? I cleaned my room. But what they're really saying is, and I want to go out with my friends or I want more video game time or I want more screen time or whatever. Um, and so they, it's not really because they want to clean the room. It's because they're hoping to get something you know, on the uh, the backside of that really, really good thing. And uh, professionals, you know, they won't do work really hard. They look at their bosses and go, hey, did you see what I did? You see how I worked really hard there? And they're going like, I want a pay increase. I want a bonus. I want something, right? And we do this with God. That's the dangerous thing. We do it with God. We got God. You see that? I tithe. God, did you see? I read my Bible today. God, did you see? I listened to Front Porch Confessional uh, this week, and I got a nugget of wisdom, or I got a nugget of your scriptures. I'm doing really good. God, I went to church. God, I helped an old lady across the street. What are you going to do for me, right? It becomes a really dangerous thing that we start thinking we start to earn stuff and that we get stuff like, look how good we are. And that's where this passage is so very important and so very convicting for all of us. Isaiah 64, 6. We are all, and this is the New Living in Translation. We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall and our sin sweeps us away like the wind. We are all infected <laughs> and impure with sin. No, no, no. Don't talk about that, Jeff. I don't like that. I don't want to talk about that. No, no. Hold on. It gets worse. When we display our righteous deeds, deeds, look at all I've done. Look how great I am. Look at all that nice thing I did. They are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and we fall and our sins sweep us away like the wind. And what I find really, really interesting about this passage, one, I love this passage because it's setting God in its right place and it's setting us in our right place. But it's also saying this, there is equality of sin. Uh, there is no one who is perfect. There is no one that can go, I've got it all figured out. I'm good. Did you ever look at somebody in your life and just go, oh my gosh, they're just so good. Like they've got it all put together. They are such a good Christian or they are such a this or they are such a that, right? And we kind of lift them up as the example and say, they, I want to be good like them. The Bible would say, no, you've got that all wrong. Like no one's good. There is none righteous. No, not one, right? And if we, we start doing that, here's what we have found in our social media, media driven culture. We are watching the rise and the fall uh, of Christian leaders. 
You know, we're, we're seeing these people come into to popularity. I mean, just this week, a, a, a Christian comedian, moral failures, you know, and having to proclaim to everybody, yep, I, I didn't do what I said I would do. And so what we have is a bunch of people in our culture that were going, they're good, they're doing a good, they're making a great name and come to find out. They've got this stuff going on. And here's the thing for all of us. We all have that going on. We all have this image that we're trying to put out there, that we're good, that we have it figured out, that we're fine. When in reality, this passage is coming back and going, no, no, no. There is equality in sin. No one, no one gets to say that they're good. Only God is good. Only God is good. Right. And so what it does for us is it creates a sense of humility. But we have to ask the question, why is it that so many people are failing and falling apart? Why is it that so many par- people are, are struggling in this relationship with with Jesus? Because the reality is this is that earning feels better than depending. Earning. Earning God's grace, earning God's love, which Ephesians 2 says we can't do that. Doesn't work that way. Otherwise, we could say, look what I've done. No, no, no. It's about him. But if we're honest, earning feels better than depending. Like climbing the Christian or the good or whatever utilitarian ladder feels fantastic. Because look, I'm getting ahead. I'm better than someone else. And what this passage does for us in Isaiah and what Isaiah is trying to help us understand is like, it doesn't work that way. No, like you're sinful. And there's nothing you can do to make yourself less sinful. It's just who we are as a result of the fall in Genesis 3. And so we want to earn our way up to heaven and goes, no, what you need to do is depend, right? Because you're trying to earn your place on earth instead of finding your place in me. That's what I kind of worked through this week. I started working through this idea is like, no, no, no. I think I'm trying to earn my 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 place here on earth when in reality he's like i just want you to depend on me find your place on me but that's really really hard really hard because for so many of us deeds have defined us it's in the doing that we feel like we're actually accomplishing and actually moving forward Right. We feel like, you know, as you know, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I if you listen to the introductory podcast, you'll find out that, man, I loved just showing everybody up like I read all the scripture, right? Memorized as much as I could. I went to all the Christian schools. I did all the Christiany things you could possibly do. And the reality was I was earning stuff. I was trying to go to God and go, look at me. Look at all I've done for you. Look how great I am. Because earning does feel better than depending. But depending puts God in his rightful place. It's going, I have nothing without you. I don't live. I don't breathe. I don't eat. I don't operate without you. But so often we don't live our lives that way. We we don't even really confess that out loud to him. No, we keep going on. Did you see what I did? And we start looking for like divine kachas from God. And so, and then we do this very, very toxic and destructive thing where we start putting bad things and good things on some proverbial scale and going like, well, the good that I've done has outweighed the bad that I've done. So I'm good. 
And, and, and God goes, it doesn't work that way. Isaiah's going, doesn't work that way. It's just silliness. He's like, it's like autumn leaves. We wither and we fall. Our sin sweeps us away like the wind. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody wants to hear, no, 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 no. I get to earn my way, right? I get to do a bunch of good and that good will get me into heaven. The answer is no. Isaiah, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So often he's like, listen, you keep bringing me these offerings, right? Like what well, they would bring these animal offerings and say, look, I'm right before you, God. And he's like, I want a contrite heart. I want a heart that's focused on me. That says it's all about you. Depend on me, not on your works, not in your ways. Depend on me. And what Isaiah is saying to us as humans is if we start living in this, like, look at me, God, look what I, and to be honest, what if it worked? What if, if, if God was like, if you do a bunch of good, then I'll make you in. That kind of makes God like a shyster, doesn't it? Right? Like we get to pay him off. Like he's in the mob and we like, we're bringing things to him in order for us to be okay for him not to take us out. Like it's kind of like a shyster, but that's not how it works. And that's the beautiful thing about following God. It's like, no, your good deeds, you're, you're, you're trying to earn things. And, and I don't, I'm not paid off by that kind of stuff. But as a result of equality in sin, I'm going to offer my son Jesus as a ransom for all. He's going to be a propitiation for sin. (laughs) Propitiation for sin. He's going to stand in your place and you get to receive. You get to depend on his righteousness, his love, his dependability, and grace will cover the multitude of sins. And so there's equality in sin, but there's also equality in love. That's why John 3, 16 is so beautiful. It's so beautiful for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever, oh, it's such a good word, believes in him, not in themselves, believes in him will have eternal life. They'll have eternal life as a result of what Jesus did, not about what we did. So if our deeds define us, we will never truly experience the life-giving grace of God the Father. If, we, if our deeds define us, if they're the things that we keep holding before God and going, look what I've done. He's like, no, we will never truly experience the life-giving grace of God the Father. And that's what he wants us to receive. It's a gift, a free gift. Receive his gift today. Receive that gift. Stop trying to earn your way to heaven. What do you do? What do we do when we realize that no good deeds gets us a place in heaven? It's a terrifying thought, isn't it? Or it's a thought that allows us to have peace because it's not about us and it's 100% about him. And what if that would cause us to worship and submit ourselves to who he is and not who we are. May may we receive God's overwhelming grace in the midst of our crushing sin. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heart. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.